Ah, there you are, in all your pixely glory. No, stop it, you're glitching it. <laughs> Don't move or it kills the feed. Why do you have a box behind you that says Dexter in red letters? Oh, that's from my bowling shoes. Okay. They're the com- the the industry standard in bowling shoes. Okay. Um, I thought you were keeping a box devoted to either serial killers or child scientists. But bowling <laughs> shoes works too. Neither. Neither. No, I'm uh, I'm a tired fellow. We moved yesterday into our new digs. Ah, yes. This yeah. is a different background. So, yeah. Uh, you seem to be in more of a closet uh, than a, I, a big open space. I am actually in a kitchen right now uh, ah. because we do not have uh, desks set up or anything like that. So I am recording from uh, from the island moved, in my kitchen. You moved into a one kitchen, zero bedroom in Berkeley? Well, you know, you gotta <laughs> got to maximize utility where you can get it. And I really felt like this was going to be... The place where I uh, I spent most of my time. It's yeah. better this way. You got you got a John in there. You got it all set up. It's uh, it's an all in one. Yeah, they yep. say don't shit where you eat, but what do they know? Yeah, it's they, they never uh, paid San Francisco Bay Area rents. <laughs> you want the bathroom? That calls you want there. a separate room for your toilet? Are you a madman? Yeah, in this economy. We moved yesterday, and then, uh, like, today we we braved uh, braved the hellscape that is Ikea and got some new furniture. And um, So I have, uh, based on my recent experience, I have a number of witty and pointed observations about uh, <laughs> young domestic life in the 21st century. Oh, do you? He... You know he's he's not going to telegraph his movements. No, 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 no. You you don't. Um, it's it's an old red K seven. Uh, yeah, you got to hit them where they ain't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Patton said that. <laughs> oh shit! I'm not. I'm not. No, up. I don't know. I don't have my bell. Where's my bell? Where's the bell? Oh no! Uh, I'm gonna I gotta hit something instead. Uh, I'll hit this banana splat. <laughs> That was a that was a foley effect. You have to say "splat" to really replicate the sound of a splatting banana. Because if you hit the banana on on mic, it sounds like a cow. That's the SNL sketch I want to see. The bad foley artist, <laughs> uh, Kevin Nealon. <laughs> yeah, I can see him doing that. Yeah. Kevin Nealon is the bad That's foley like artist. Almost too Python for SNL. Yeah, a little bit. It's it's uh there's a layer of abstraction there. I can totally see the the nature documentary with John Cleese doing really bad foley artistry over it just like moo. When you said python, the the one that I saw doing it was Eric Idle. Maybe Eric Idle would be interviewing the foley artist, but I I see I see Cleese as the foley artist. Yeah. That's our that's our weekly game of cast this python. Well, 
I don't know. You know, go, going through this this moving process, I'm just I'm reminded of, as I said earlier, the uh, the trials and tribulations that occur within the confines of a Swedish flat pack furniture store. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we, we've talked a little bit about this before. Uh, the last time I moved, not coincidentally. Um, but I just I really wonder. The entire IKEA model is built around the idea of um, really stripping away any and all possible concept of service or um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or pleasantness. Yes, and it's very brisk. It, it is, and th- there's part of me that thinks then that the furniture model is not too different from the airline model psychologically. There there may not be, with few exceptions, like a limit to how low people will go if yeah. it means that they get the furniture that they like. Just as in flying, as much as people bitch and moan about the airlines, they're still flying and in greater numbers than ever before because that's how you get from point A to point B. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, is there space kind of below Ikea to be that sort of low-end Ikea competitor? And what would we have to cut out of the chain to really compete on cost there? That'd be a very aggressive limbo. It, yeah, yeah, it's a Swedish limbo. The Swedish limbo. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's the one. Well, it's... a. I've only been to an IKEA store one at one time in my life. Mm-hmm. I was with my lady friend, and she wanted to get an addition to a, a chair piece that she already had. Mm-hmm. And we went and discovered that the chair piece addition, which is significantly smaller than the chair piece mm-hmm. cost more than the initial chair piece. <laughs> it's called modularity. Yeah. You uh, you get the chair at a relatively low cost, but if you want to be comfortable in it, you got to ante up. Exactly. Hmm. So maybe we could do something like we pay somebody to take like the part of the chair that you sit on mm-hmm. and make them give us a significant amount of money and their social security numbers in order to get legs for the chair. <laughs> yeah, like uh, a rocking chair without rockers. <laughs> you yeah. gotta, gotta pay for the rockers. Mm-hmm. No, I like that idea. I think that that's... Um, there's there's a subtle annoyance to that. If we want to really compound it, we could have a clause that says if you, you know, if you just ask for like that second piece... When you're there, even if you are willing to pay more, it's never going to be in stock. It always requires a second trip. You can't buy them together. Yeah. No, institute a limit. Yeah. Um, and we, I think we could accomplish that by just having like extremely small inventory. I like or, it. Or, if- but keep the enormous warehouse kind of feel. But just have less on each shelf to just make it even more of a challenge to find what you're looking for. Well, there was um, 
one of the things that I noticed today, um, this is like very quickly turning into 1980s observational humor. Um, uh, white people be talking like this. Um, Swedish people be selling furniture like this. Yes. What is the deal with Swedish meatballs? Um, no, we got to the store a little early and they had like this. We could not, we could get into the building, but we couldn't get into the display area of the store. They had a rope up. And as the, the minutes counted down to uh, like 10 o'clock when the store opened, people started massing at the ropes. Like they were lining up for a race. And so I'm wondering if like, you know, so there's that impulse to get into the store if you're already there and get your business done. I'm wondering if we could maybe add a time sensitivity component to the experience. Like when you enter the store, uh, you're on the clock. And for every, you know, 10 minute increment that you're in the store, uh, the price of your final order or your final checkout, uh, it spikes a certain percentage. Mm-hmm. So if you're flying through and you know what you want and you're getting out, you could really save some money doing it that way. Uh, and with limited inventory, it would very quickly devolve into a, a every man for himself, you know, last man standing kind of situation. Not the, right, Tim, not right. the Tim Allen version of last man standing. Yeah. The thing, another thing that has struck me about IKEA is just the contrast between the display area, uh-huh. which is beautiful and peaceful yeah. and organized, and the fucking chaos that is the warehouse. Oh yeah. Maybe we could elevate that <laughs> contrast a little more. You mean like uh... just like Pat, like people bringing around hors d'oeuvres in the display area and yeah. like. Yeah, like a nice like, woman playing a harp. Yeah, and like baristas on like just on staff, no no charge or anything. Yeah, sir, have an espresso. Yeah, and then you get to the warehouse part, and it's dark, and then there's just flashing red alarm lights and klaxons. <laughs> I like the idea. And like uh, a self-destruct counter that refreshes every 15 minutes. I like the idea of um, lighting being a big issue. And maybe it's a situation where like the default state of the lighting is that sort of dark with the red and the klaxon. But at semi-random intervals, the lights just shut out completely Mm -hmm. and are down for, you know, 10 or 15 seconds at a time without warning. Like the building has lost power. Yeah. Any normal light bulbs down there should at least be flickering wildly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, not not in the sense of the light bulb's about to burn out, but in the sense of there are serious electrical problems with this building. Exactly. Maybe we could have some, some dripping pipes. <laughs> yeah, just uh, little puddles on that, uh, that cold, uninviting slab of a floor. Mm-hmm. Now, that's good. Um, maybe, maybe we could... Um, Support a small population of, of rodents. Yeah, yeah. Um, a controlled pot, like not like something out of control or the health, like people would give us a hard time. Just like, just a, you know, just enough to freak you out. Just enough for the local health inspector to feel okay giving us a pass. Yeah. But like we, like we would be able to have the documentation on how we manage the population. Oh, like yeah, it's yeah, of course. But no totally customer cool. would have to know that. Yeah, we got people on staff who take care of them. Yeah. 
Um, I, I like the idea of the sort of environmental chaos like that, but I really like the idea of sort of cognitively messing with people's expectations of organization. One of the things about the Ikea experience is when you walk in, you've got the little piece of paper and the pencil, and you're writing down numbers as you're going through the store. Like you're writing down the bins that you're going to go find your piece of furniture in. Yeah. Um, and all of the bins that like you write down, it's like bin or uh, aisle 18, bin uh, 20, something like that. Sure. And I like that idea. And I... But I don't. What want... if we could elevate the scavenger hunt aspect of that? Yeah, like I... introduce like decoder rings and stuff, like codes and like different stuff like that. I just like the idea of keeping the entire sort of writing down process numeric. But when you get downstairs, all of the aisles are letters. Good. Um, it's good. But not. It's not like A through Z. It's basically the the equivalent of a Dvorak keyboard mm-hmm. in aisle form. Um, because I, you're when you're down in that area, even with the flickering lights and the puddles and the the rats scurrying to and fro, you know the, the experience is very much that you have this sort of enormous flat cart that you're loading these packs of furniture onto. Mm-hmm. And the carts in and of themselves are fairly maneuverable, but the more furniture you load onto them, they quickly become significantly less maneuverable as physics take over. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you are in a situation where you cannot necessarily proceed in an organized fashion because you don't know what an organized fashion is, um, the opportunity for kind of swinging back and forth with those carts and possibly furniture falling off the carts is uh, is heightened. Yeah. Also, maybe some of those carts have a square wheel. <laughs> That's some Flintstones shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just one square wheel. Yeah. So it kind of goes, but not really. Yeah, and if anyone asks, it's a Swedish cart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's how they all are in Sweden. Every cart is like this in Sweden. It's yeah. just how we get around. Yeah, they figure it out. Yeah, don't be intolerant of our culture. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> um, I love that. Um, I also think that we really need to make some changes to the point of sale. Um, because, the, again, the store kind of currently feeds you through that warehouse to the registers. Yeah, maybe we could just strip away some of the artifice and make it more like the mugging that it is. <laughs> yeah, at a certain point, when we have judged you've been in the, the warehouse long enough, someone comes up to you with, like, um, I was going to say uh, a smartphone, but that's too high tech. Like uh, an abacus. Mm-hmm. And just wherever you are, tallies up what's on your cart, holds out their hand. If you pay then, you get to leave the store with what you have. And if you don't, you're out of the store. Here's another idea I like. Okay. You're shopping right around the time that we determine you have all you're getting. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, darkness envelops the person. <laughs> they wake up in their car. It's loaded with their stuff. And their credit card has been charged the amount for the, the goods that have been loaded into their car, and they don't know how it happened. 
because yeah. they got hit in the the back of the neck with a blackjack. <laughs> I like that idea. I like the uh, the mystery checkout. And you know what's going to happen though is that person wakes up in the car, and yeah, they don't know how they got there, but they're going to look around and say, you know, um, all my stuff's in the car. I didn't have to load that. Um, yeah, I guess it's okay. Yeah, I was kind provided of, a service. Yeah, kind of bleeding a little, but you know. <laughs> It's just my ear. Yeah, it's part of the experience. I guess that's how they do it in Sweden. 